0: Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here. I'm the host of the Common Sense Show, and you're listening to the show that is Freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And uh, thank you for listening to us across all our basic venues, including Global Star Radio Network, KYAH Radio, our home-based radio station, and also our newest edition, and we're so proud to be a part of them, Red State Talk Radio. And I gonna tell you, they are huge. All these uh, entities are tremendous. We're also on all the major podcast services, so lots of places to find find us now. Some of you who wrote to me and say, Dave, you don't tell us enough about this. Okay, we've done that now. We have a terrific guest for you today. We're going to be talking about all things economic. And right now, the world's eyes are turning to China economically for some very good reasons. To do that, we're going to be talking with Robert Kudla. He's back for his regular visit in which we go through the latest economic trends and what people need to know to make the best choices for themselves. Bob, thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's always great to have you on because I don't think I've had a guest, and I've got great guests, but I don't think I've had a guest who's called the economy as well as you have over the last several years. Everything you have said has come into play, and you've got some pretty tough predictions. Uh, or I don't even want to say predictions. I want to say you're you're making some astute observations that are very disturbing to me with regard to China.
1: Yeah, you know, we've, we've been talking about China for quite a bit, and and the fractures are starting to become more apparent now to everybody. So just to set the stage, you know, China has many advantages. Obviously, you know, you, you hear about them all the time through the, uh, our state media, but they have three really distinct disadvantages. You know, one is they don't have enough food... Uh, produce enough food internally to feed their people they can't produce enough energy for their their people or for their businesses and they're the largest credit Ponzi on earth and all three of these things are now starting to work against China for example, obviously oil has doubled since a year ago Yes. our expectation is double oil will probably double, will go into the 120s sometime next year number two is food and if you noticed um, they've been buying up food around the world however now Brazil and Argentina are suffering from um, major cold waves in in areas that should get cold and in Australia they have basically fractured the relationship there and so they've been buying a lot from the United States and but now, over the last two weeks, they've had two major dams in Inner Mongolia fail. They're major wheat-growing regions up there. They lost 50,000 acres in one day, in their prime growing regions. Those two dams are just the tip of the iceberg. They have over 100,000 dams that were built in the 50s and 60s through the communist slave labor. They're all starting to they're all starting to buckle now from age because they weren't made with the best. You know, engineering the best materials. You mean
0: kind of like the Oroville Dam in Northern California?
1: <laughs> exactly, except that these are worse. A lot of these are earthen dams, Dave.
0: And Isn't that so, what Oroville is too? I think Oroville is an earthen dam.
1: Yeah, you know, you're right. It's, it was a spillway that was concrete that basically got undercut. So it's a problem. And yeah, pe- uh, people
0: tell me that had it not been for the drought, that the Oroville Dam would already be gone, and the whole Central Valley would have been in danger. So yeah, like China, like California,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of similarities, my friend, and um, and so you have and that now we have the drought here too, so we can't. They're 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 the biggest almond importer in the world. I don't know if people knew that we export walnuts and almonds to China, and um, and so those areas are all in drought stress. And the last area though is the most important is that they they basically built their economic success on a house of cards, not unlike us. But they did it on Turbo. They're 330% of GDP is their debt. And there's um there's a company out there called Evergrande. Everybody needs to get that burned into can, their
0: place. Can you say that again?
1: Evergrande, E V I think it's E V A R G R A N D E or it's Ever E V E R. So they, it's it's um it's their largest property developer, probably the world's largest property developer. They're starting to default or reschedule notes. And you know real estate in China is big Ponzi. So if that goes, it's gonna implode China like a black hole, and it's probably gonna cause stress throughout the world because we're all getting more and more interlinked. And so it's a problem that people need to pay attention to. And it really started with uh, when Tether, the stable coin, in, in the crypto space started to come under scrutiny. And we, we think Evergrande may be in, connected with the Tether issue. And I think once they stopped issuing Tether coins, Evergrande ran out of its ability to fund their debt, and it's becoming a big problem. So keep okay. an eye on. It. And Tether
0: might be. Well, you know. You know. But before you go on with that, this reminds me of 2015 and our housing crash.
1: Yeah, and uh, and you know, and also too, uh, Tunisia is starting to bubble up the surface. Tunisia was the, tip the iceberg of the of the Arab Spring in 2011. So we have a lot of things coming at us here really hard. And what's been propping up our stock market, Dave, is the dollar's been strong, and, and our, our yields have been s- steady. And so it's allowed us to speculate, well, the yields are starting to fall, and if the dollar rolls over and the yields fall, that's not good for the stock market. Everybody always thinks, oh, a falling is good for the market. It is until it isn't. And then it becomes a millstone around your neck. And, and look well, look where we are at the stock market. I mean, we're at nosebleed levels. You, you sneeze wrong and this thing could be down 10, 15%. So we have a lot of things that are now, that we're good guys that are starting to become bad guys. And you're going from virtuous to vicious.
0: With, with regard to the uh, the dollar being strong, it's almost like my ears want to cringe when I hear you say it because we're before much longer, we're going to be over $40 trillion in debt. And then we're talking about doing away with the rent prohibitions and putting millions on the street. Um, how can the dollar survive all that?
1: Yeah, it's kind of perverse. So one thing that people need to understand is the dollar is made up of two components. It's the dollar that you see in your wallet and you see in your bank account and it's the dollar that's created as debt. And so, as debt is expanding, it actually is dollar negative because we're producing more dollars via debt. When debt either gets paid back or people default, there's less total dollars out there, Dave. And what happens then is the dollar looks like it's getting stronger only because there's less dollars available and people are scrambling for dollars to pay uh, their dollar-denominated debt. Most of the world debt out there is dollar-denominated. So when Mm -hmm. this thing starts to roll over, ironically, of all things, the dollar will get really strong because everybody will be selling everything else. And then at some point, the dollar goes, and the only thing really left then at that point is is gold.
0: What (laughs) does that day look like when the dollar goes?
1: Okay, when the dollar goes, it basically... It, it'll, you'll see it, you can't see it against any other currencies, you're only going to see it against what you have to pay for necessities okay so we had a taste of it right this last six months with the prices of everything kind of going up against the dollar, that's what it looks like now, some of that right now is supply shock but eventually it's going to be, there's going to be enough supply, it's just that the dollar people, people are going to want more dollars to 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 exchange for a good that's what it's going to look like there's going to be it's going to be plenty of stuff available it's just that you're not going to be able to afford it and that's why i always say when i coined the phrase inflationary depression that's what it's going to look like it's going to look like there's abundance but you and i can't buy it
0: because because of the cost
1: because of, yeah because the dollar the dollar won't be able to buy enough of those things and it's going to be in the in the, in the necessities. And then you'll start seeing sales volume drop.
0: When you say necessities, can you define that for someone who doesn't know what you mean? What's that? When you say that we're going to see the increases in what you call the necessities, can you define necessities for people?
1: Yeah, so I, the, 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 to me it's the big four, right? It's food, energy, rent, and health care. Okay? And, and so those are the four things you need to live on. Everything else is a nice to have. And so we got a taste of it with this pandemic so if you didn't like it now you know things are going to stable off we already had the big inflationary move but now what's going to happen is that your, your dollar's ability to buy those things are going to continue to fall over time that's when you'll know the dollar is losing it as a fiat currency
0: okay okay that makes a lot of sense um if the rent prohibition is lifted as planned, um, what kind of impact will that have?
1: You know, I think, well, first of all, um, it'll be awful for the people that will start getting kicked out, but it'll also bring on a lot of supply, right? So you may get a bit of a reprieve in the growth of rent prices, and then um, and then what's gonna happen is that uh, rent will be just unaffordable because you're not gonna be able to make enough money to pay the rent anyway. But I think rent is oh probably right now.
0: You just said a mouthful. Okay, I, I'm stunned. You're saying that uh we're headed to inflationary rent where the average person's not gonna be able to afford to pay it?
1: It, it? Yeah, I mean look, it's already happening in some places. You can't can't live I live in Southern California and so you know, we're used to kinda higher prices here anyway. So I'm at an age now where we're saying, hey, maybe we should probably sell our house. Let's look at an, a nice apartment. So Dana Point lives by me. It's not even Ocean View, but it's down closer to the ocean, brand new. They want $6,000 a month rent.
0: <laughs> okay? Oh, yeah. my. And
1: that's just a standard three-bedroom apartment, which is just utterly ridiculous. It's three times my mortgage. And so, you know, you, you're you getting to a point now where, where the, the – because institutions now are coming into these rental markets, they can afford to wait you out. You know, so they don't care if something sits on the market for two or three months. Unlike a homeowner who needs to have that cash flow to cover their their nut, these guys are all working off of cash. And and so you're gonna you're gonna see more and more of those kind of scenarios where, you know, you're gonna be looking at forty percent of your of your salary going to rent. We're gonna become like the rest of the world. America had two great advantages. Food didn't cost that much, and housing didn't cost that much. But now we're becoming like the rest of the world, where between food and housing, is going to be 80% of your income, and you're not going to have money for anything else. And and that's what we're going to have to keep an eye on.
0: You know, Bob, if I was a, a dictator, and I wanted to make the people desperate and bring them under my sword, I would make it really hard for them to get food and housing... And I'm the only one that could grant dispensation. Do you see any evidence of that scenario that I just laid out?
1: Well we're seeing it in the housing market, okay, and we're seeing now these dis they're trying to back into a social system with the uh <clears throat> with the current <clears throat> health environment. That's a good way for me to get around the uh, algo and um and so you have a situation where they're gonna probably try to start using it. You notice they start with this and then public health will become food. You're already hearing it that beef's not good for you, right? Yeah. You know, you're, you're you're already hearing about this is not good for you, that's not good for you, and if they can succeed in their current in their current uh, environment, that what's going to prevent them? They never look back; they always keep grabbing more. Yeah, I think so, and uh, if, and especially if they go with the digital currency, they could track everything you have. They could cancel you on social media. They can cancel your bank account in the new environment. So yeah, I could definitely see that. Look, if you're a dictator, you don't want to worry, you know, worry about people. You just want to just silence them. You know, I'll just flip your bank account off. That'll get you in line. You know, protest all you want until you have to eat. <laughs> you
0: know. Oh my god! I th- yeah, I, I I see exactly where this is going. Um, This isn't an exact parallel, but I was reading about Stalin and Ukraine, because I was trying to look up uh, where Ukraine is at with regard to Russia right now. And what I found was Stalin actually told a New York Times reporter named Durante, he said, there are too many people in Ukraine to kill. and viruses. It is the best there is in the business, and you can read all the research on this simply by going to waterwithdave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. He said, I'm just going to cut their food off.
1: Yeah, one thing about Durante, he was in Stalin's pocket.
0: Yeah. Stalin. yeah oh, you're absolutely right. Yes, yes. Yeah, New
1: York Times, if people had any objective on, they've been a tool for dictators since the Wayback Machine, and uh, yeah, Duranti was given—he was given, given his building, he was given suites, he was given money for parties. He basically had the whole—the whole, the whole um, reporter pool in the world. They—they they couldn't leave Moscow either, which is really fascinating. So, and you know, look, Stalin—you uh, know—he—he um, he collectivized all of the Ukrainian farms, and that was an absolute disaster and you know now they're doing see America's different we we like to do our fascism our communism through fascism so we'll just get Bill Gates to do that for us you know and we'll get these other companies to do that for us
0: you mean you'll you know? eat bugs and like it
1: yeah they'll, they'll just say look we we decided that we're
0: by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347.
1: We're going to turn the 4 million acres of corn that we have, we're going to turn it over now to to buffalo grass. You know, and next thing you know, nobody can afford beef. <clears throat> That's kind of how I think it's going to go versus dictates from the government. The government realizes they have to get around this this representative democracy that we have that with minority rights and blah 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 blah. So they'll just they'll just get these megacorps to do the work for them, and that's what you see. You know the megacorps doing everything right now. They'll block you here. They're woke here. They're woke there. And and um, yeah, but you know I'm an optimist though, Dave, and I I'm already seeing the pendulum coming flying back. Looking at Europe. You know my philosophy on life is things don't matter to people till they matter to people, and it's starting to matter to people. And I, I, think, I agree. Uh, politicians are cowards, and so they'll. they'll um, Macron's is already relenting a little bit on this, and it's just going to encourage the people to get even more and more angry. In Italy, the police basically are marching with the people, so I expect Italy's passport program to fail utterly. And Canada. All Canada has to happen to Canada is that their their grain market, um, you know, fields fail next year because they can't get enough grown, and Canada will come back in line too. So, it's um. So I'm I'm confident. So I, it's just that we have to go through this pain, unfortunate pain. We have to go through. Hopefully, that we can come out the other side of it a little bit smarter, a little bit wiser.
0: You make it sound like we're going to get through this.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to. You have to. You know, you're, you're, you're a realist and an optimist, and you're a guy that walks around the walls. First thing is you got to recognize the problem, and that's what we do here today, right? We're, we're explaining the problem. But there's solutions to these problems. And I, I have confidence in the American people that, that, you know, they'll tolerate things until a point. Look, they touched mama bear on this pandemic, and mama bear bit back. And I think you're you're going to see more and more of that. And what I mean by mama bear, they touch the schools, the lockdowns, you know, they're stuck with their kids. Kids can't afford camp now, you know, know, so on and so forth. So I think it's very, very, very important. And that's that's the Democrat. That's the reason why the Democrats claimed victory in this last this last election is because the suburban mom leaned that direction. And, and so I don't think they got the suburban mom for this next go-around at
0: all. Well, the critical race theory with the school board uh, dictatorial control over curriculum, I mean, that's really turned them off. I've looked at over 70 videos from school board meetings from around the country, and it's the soccer moms that are standing up to it.
1: Absolutely. And it's not just that. They don't like the inflation. They don't like the expensive, the car expenses. All that stuff touches mom before it touches dad and 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 they, they'll react to it and and so that's why i said I'm, I'm very confident you're starting to see pushback everywhere and and i think uh you we don't get to see it because obviously we know why they just don't let that stuff get published but stuff leaks out and more and more you, you start seeing that people are, are reacting to these things and and people relent you know at school board you got to live with these people so it's not like you're you're the governor you can hide in your castle You know, if you're a school board member, you know you're walking down the street, you're going to the grocery store, you're going to run into Mama, you know, and you're going to get an earful. And so, uh, I think that's where we start.
0: Well, it's true, but I've observed the school boards. They most sometimes they try to suppress the free speech. That happens about ten percent of the time, but the rest of the time they sit there stoically, and they just let people vent shoot off steam like okay that's nice thank you now we're moving on with business and what you've said doesn't matter and i'm thinking these are elected positions that's what's shocking about this i mean the soccer moms are pissed and they're becoming activists i know because they're coming to my venues
1: yeah and look and and now they're showing up week after week or month after month they're showing up at pta meetings you know um uh, they're, they're engaging with the teachers and the school board members out in the world okay and that's the last thing you want to do is to start getting harassed you know as a politician you're gonna you're not gonna like it you know so but yeah so that's why it's come, and it's just gonna expand <clears throat> so and and uh, and some of the stuff is getting into the courts that if you get to the right appellate court you know uh, then then you know they're starting to stop some things too you know it may not even have to get to the supreme court on some of this stuff as long as they they just don't have to take the case and so you're starting to see a lot of these lawsuits in in friendly venues for conservative people and i think you're going to see more and more of that and look and they totally screwed up this whole nfl thing is going to blow up in their face
0: you know look at are you talking about the woke policies
1: yeah nba is a joke yeah and they're embarrassing themselves at the Olympics. The soccer went woke. They embarrassed themselves at the Olympics. You know, so some of the stuff, we're getting a little bit of the karma action coming back on these guys.
0: So, and I had uh, a couple of young people tell me, I hope the US loses everything. I'm so tired of their disrespect for the flag and the country. And th- we're talking uh, people like 20, 21 years of age.
1: Yeah, my daughter's 20. She said, Dad, they're gaslighting us. So <laughs> oh,
0: that's pretty good for a twenty year old gas yeah. line. I like that.
1: Well, well, I'll give you the example. So um she was I would say she was woke, but she probably leaned more that direction. You know, she's on the, the TikToks and and you know, Instagrams of the world and and you know, like everybody else, you know, you wanna be you know, you you have a heart for people and this isn't fair, that'sn't fair. Questions all the time. I explain my position on things and but I don't tell her she's wrong. I just tell her to investigate, and she graduated from college. She's twenty years old. It's awesome. Got a job. She walked into the job, and and immediately, you know, her boss and the owner are like mom and dad, and that she had a lot of respect for. Her. And she didn't expect that because she thought maybe they were more open. Okay, because the industry that she's in, I won't get into that. Okay, and they're totally uh, libertarian slash conservative and. And basically, she came home, and she was like, wow. You know, and I said, "I said, see, you went from woke to being awakened.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, yeah. woke is definitely broke. But these corporations don't seem to be phased by it. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent. But what I've noticed is with, like, the NBA, the, the ratings are down, what, 50% for the finals. And, and during the season, it was worse. And and uh, listen, I'm not going to say this as a disclaimer. Any message that says we need to treat everybody, regardless of their background, fairly and equally under the law, I support that. But what they're doing is victimization, and they're playing the blame game. And that's not what Martin Luther King did. He said, we need to unify. And that's the way that you get real change, because you have to have people buy into it. And and they're getting their butts handed to them financially. And I see no evidence they're going to change. Don't these people care about the bottom line? That's my long-winded statement to a question.
1: Yeah. So here's my view on that. Look, the Democratic Party absolutely needs to have an engaged urban, um, urban voter. Uh-huh. Okay. And you know, I think you and I can agree that that they puffed that vote up. Okay. They're not going to get that puffed this time because everybody's kind of wise to the to the deceit. But if they, don't, if they don't engage that, get those people agitated, get them engaged to vote, they know they're going to lose the next election. So they're, they're, they have now went all in on, on, on the racism thing. The corporations are kind of stuck because they have to get so much of their money now comes from being on the right side of governments, a um, good side. So they're getting phone calls left and right and a lot of these guys went to the same echo chamber colleges, universities, right? And, no, and nobody wants to sound like they're unfair. And so I think this is a I think this is a, a shooting star, Dave. That that if this doesn't work on the next election, the Hispanic community is becoming more
0: plurality. Absolutely, forty
1: percent yep. voted for Trump. So I think they realized that they thought they had a given a gold mine with the Hispanic community. They found out the Hispanic community is just like the rest of the Americans. You know, they're kind of split. And so they lost an easy edge. Their only edge they ever had was the 80-20 on on black America. And that's not going to be enough going forward because I think they've lost all the whites right now and all the Asians. So that's why I think they're doubling down on this thing. That's why it's racism 24-7. But even that's getting old to people because one lady just said, she said, "She goes, I'll put up with Trump's crap because my oil prices were cut in half."
0: Yeah, that's well. People vote their pocketbook. That's yeah, they vote their. That's pocketbook true, but it's the it's the uh, continual focus. On racism And like I said, I stand for equality. This, this show is based on equal treatment for all, regardless of background. We don't care if you're a liberal, Democrat, if you're gay, straight, or indifferent. You have to answer to your own conscience, your own maker. I judge, <laughs> what is it, judge not lest you be judged. But I'm tired of being cast as a victimizer. In fact, I'm just going to say this, and I don't mean to sound like it's bragging, but uh, my son and I were having almost the same discussion last night, Bob, as we were driving to the gym and we walk in and uh, we're getting ready to work out and this guy yells coach Hodges and he comes up to me and I look at him I haven't seen this individual for by 13 14 years and he started to tell my son how I changed his life when I recruited him to play college basketball for me now he's the world champion for slam dunks and he's played professionally and he has all these organizations now and he's sitting there telling my son how I changed his life he's black and my son and I said, Isn't it funny? We were just talking about uh, how they try to create a problem that doesn't exist for most people. I mean, Bob, when's the last time you met a white supremacist?
1: Yeah, uh, never. You know, um, it, I think most people are post racial. I know California is not. It, look, my family's blended. So yeah, me too.
0: I, we have two interracial marriages in our family. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's yeah, not an issue.
1: I'm going to hate my children. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, it's just so stupid. And. And you know, I, I, all I think it does is that they're—I think they're agitating. And even, even in, look in the African American community, look, 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 they've been screwed in the past. We understand that, but we need to figure out what's the best way to lift people, and not not just constantly do the wrong things just because it's expedient politically. But for the most part, more and more people are in California. We don't even pay people a, a second didn't even get a second look, you know I mean, you know, you, you, you see every combination known to man out here, and so it, it just, to us, it's like it, 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 the beautiful thing about a lie, is if it doesn't match up to your reality, you dismiss it
0: exactly, and I it totally agree with that
1: happening here, you know and uh, and you know, look and the people who are that way aren't going to change because you're trying to propagandize them right, and the people who don't see it Dismiss you because it's that's not their worldview, so but anyway, I think it's interesting. I think they're losing an all front state, you know. But politics kind of leads economics, and there's they're they're so focused on the wrong things that they they think what worked in the past is going to work in the future, and it's not. You just can't keep throwing money at the problem because you're going to raise the cost of living to the point where it's intolerable, and that's where we are right now, so.
0: Yeah, you know, I totally agree with you. And I I think it's a bi-directional relationship, too. I think economics also pulls politics to a large extent. That's why I'm kind of shocked that some of these woke policies that are alienating former viewers and fans of professional sports leagues, why they don't stop, because it's killing their bottom line.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. It's like like you're dealing with uh, true believers.
0: Well, I'm, I'm telling you that some of the players are speaking out. They're, they're saying we're not. I've heard them say we're not necessarily in line with some of the views of our league. Um, we're treated fairly. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals from My Pillow. For example, they've got half off My Pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Uh, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. We live a privilege, privileged life is what I've heard some of them say. And boy, that interview doesn't last very long when they when they give that narrative. But um, yeah, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. I, I want to go back to China for a minute, though. Um, in our pre-air discussion, we were talking about... The fact that, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I know. The dams upstream of Three Gorges are, are struggling, and it's dumping water into Three Gorges, and they're at capacity. And you were going through some effects on that for me and how it could affect things. Can, can, can you run through that again real quick?
1: Yeah, so if the Three Gorges Dam, let's say let's not even say it doesn't collapse. Let's just say they just basically they can't hold the waters back anymore. Within, within 24 hours, 1,600 kilometers of that river is at flood stage. Okay, that means there's I think there's four or five five million um, population cities downstream that'll be completely flooded. They're in they're in the floodplain. They're not on the hills. One of them's Apple City, where all the iPhones are, are made manufactured. Uh-oh. Okay, that means they, they have to shut production of those of the and those facilities. Plus, that affects 400 million people. I don't know how many them would be. Would be moved. They've already moved (coughs) uh, a couple million people out because of the typhoon coming through. But it. But that's one of the. That's one of the biggest rice growing regions in the world, the Indiang Z, and and you know you got the wheat and corn belt getting affected by, by the rains up north, and now you have the south, and that that's all headwaters for the N Z, that forces these floods down into the lower valleys. That look, China's in. China's in deep weeds, and and they can only paper this thing over for so long, and they're going to become increasingly dependent on the United States for food. The only thing that bothers me is that we're going to export this food, that, and it's going to cost us a fortune to live. I don't know if you remember when the Arab Spring hit. Uh, you know, uh, we had basically the price of bacon tripled. Okay, the, you know, because they were just sucking all the. All the bacon, the pork bellies, right out of the country. Well, China learned from that. They just basically bought a hog processor, and they're shipping whole hogs now over to China, and and they're trying to regrow their their chicken, their poultry, and their grain, uh, their their, their uh, hog populations, and they're buying up all the corn and all the soybean they get their hands on, and it gets so it's so expensive now that farmers in the United States are selling their corn and soybean to China. And they're feeding their animals wheat and barley, okay, because it's cheaper. So, you know, it gets to the point where, you know, we're now it's fungible across the border. So, you know, beef prices have skyrocketed, as you know. I'm now watching chicken prices, go because it used to be cheap. Now you can't get chicken for anything, you know, anything normal and price-wise now, too. So it's becoming uh, problematic. And, and food and energy prices are core. They can't hide those dates, so it's going to force the Fed to act, you know, and that if they don't want to. When they force that to act, it's going to prick the stock market bubble. And so, they, they, they basically have a choice now, do I crash the market or do I crash Main Street? And you can't crash Main Street when people don't eat and they can't get to work, because that crashes the politicians. So, and you already have, look, the Republicans don't want to help at all because they've been screwed, right? And then you got the left-left wing, not the fascist wing of the Democratic Party, but the left-left wing is not going to support Wall Street either. So they're eventually going to lose their support you know, in, 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 in Congress, and, and they're going to say, hey, prick the bubble. And that's why I've just been waving the flag. When food and energy prices, when they get intolerable, the Fed has to act. I've been saying this for 20 years. It doesn't matter until those things matter it mattered in 2011 we had remember we had the flash crash well it's mattering again and in 2018 when china rolled over for a brief period of time we dropped 20 percent in six weeks we're at that point again you know if you have paid great money in the stock market you need to start thinking about you know lightening the load and at trade genius we have a we have a basically a strategy that that will work regardless because we'll be we'll be trading in what's called volatility and um, I shot you some over some comments from what we did last week when the market had that little two day hiccup. People made a fortune with us and we show people how they can protect themselves in the markets when we start hiccuping because we're fracturing right now Dave. The market's at all time highs but we're fracturing. We've had three Fractures in three months. That's not bullish on the market. That's that's a market that's getting scared, and 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 when that increases volatility, uh, that's where that's the safe haven. So when people bail out of the market, they're going to go long volatility, they're going to go long cash, and they're going to sell everything else.
0: When you say long volatility and long cash, can you define in a little more detail what that means?
1: Yeah. So cash, if you're in a stock market account, it's called money market accounts. Okay, you know they're, they're they're FDIC protective so just make sure you keep less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in each any any given one. And in volatility, I'm talking about VIX VIX, which translates into VXX or UVXY. These are stocks that you don't normally want to own because they like to go down. But when we have market fractures, that they'll, they'll they'll like what happened. Last week, they went up 20% in three days. <clears throat> and so you know, our algorithm saw it. We bought it. And then we turned right around, Dave, and we flipped it short. So we made money, went up, and we made money coming down on the recovery.
0: Is that what you mean about trading with volatility? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it's, uh, it's it's very, very, very profitable if, if you understand the season you're in. And we are now in volatility season.
0: Why is it that so many... Other brokers, shall we call them mainstream brokers? Why don't they see that? Is it a one size fits all, or what's the problem across the market? Because investors are complaining like crazy about their brokers.
1: Well, yeah, because the indexes are at all time highs, but sixty percent of the market is under is is below their their twenty day and fifty day moving averages. So it's really we're rotting underneath the markets. So people are pissed. All time highs, but their portfolios aren't reflecting it because. The way the indexes are constructed look here's the problem Dave. in 2008 a lot of them got sued because they weren't being fiduciarily responsible so they all went to these passive funds that are tied to your you you sign off on your risk tolerances and everybody's in the same boat now Oh,
0: oh, oh no 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 one size fits all huh
1: yeah so if you're 55 and you're low risk they put you in this set of funds if you're 50 and aggressive, they put you in these set of funds. You signed off. But they don't trade them every day, Dave. They let the indexes do all the work for them unless you pull your money out. And so money's been pouring into the markets, but they keep going to the same 10 stocks. Everything else seems to fall. When those 10 stocks fall, Dave, it's KD bar the door. So we're lucky because I don't have to live in that environment. We just show people how they can get around it and profit from it. Before we go to, before
0: we go to the solutions, can I ask you what those stocks are? Yeah, the, the yeah, 10 exactly. stocks.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking Apple, Amazon, Google, Netflix, Tesla. You know, basically the 10 the 10 highest market capitalization weighted stocks in the market. They're they're they're, they're over 30% of the movement in SPY, by the way.
0: And you think they're in trouble? Well,
1: no when they get in trouble we're in
0: trouble okay i see so they they still have to stumble into their trouble but you just mentioned like if the uh, three gorges dam has major problems and the flooding goes downstream and it hits apple city there there goes apple
1: right and and look amazon's just shared it up bezos <clears throat> you look they don't even have to go down if they just stop going up the market falls so it's just it's really a perverse it's called market capitalization weighted indexes. You have passive income. Gotta to remember too, Dave, people are retiring in droves. So they're gonna be drawing money out of the markets right now as well. So you have all these things starting to go against the market and the Fed has been a big, big supplier of cash into these markets. And if they have to stop supplying cash into these markets because they have to protect right against inflation, that's another bad guy to the market. So we're just at that point, you know, but that's my thesis, but I don't care because all I do is look at the money flow and, and if the money starts flowing into these volatility funds, we go long. If they start topping out, we go short, Look, you know, silver and gold miners are up today. You know, we started buying those last week cause we saw money start going into them. So that's all we, cause we're short term traders, you know, we're not day traders. But we're in, you know, three days to two weeks kind of environment, because we think that's the most profitable area for us to trade, and it gives people the most flexibility.
0: Wow, that's um, we're we're in such a crossroads. I think that's a good way to put it. So, what does the smart person do right now to navigate these turbulent waters? And well, let me give you one more thing to it, before I go into that question, um. I've been told, and I don't know if you know this or not, but if the Three Gorges Dam floods tremendously, it doesn't have to even break, that our pharmaceuticals will be in grave danger and we get 97% of our pharmaceuticals out of China.
1: Well, guess what Guess what, uh, region of, of China, Hubei province, that's the pharmaceutical capital of the world. Guess what sits below the Three Gorges Dam? Oh, my Ube province
0: oh my. <laughs> and and also I've been told about 99% of all antibiotics comes out of there too
1: yeah I mean look it's um right it, I'm just saying we China and the United States they all talk about them fighting each other we're in a we're, we're in a death embrace with each other <laughs> we we so totally need each other that's why I always laugh about we're going to go to war China no we're not you know we are in a death embrace with China <laughs> and and uh you know, we had detente with Russia. We have this kind of capitalism detente with with China. Look, you know we need they need us to survive. We need them to have our standard of living. so and,
0: and so yeah, go into solutions for this though, I, I like because I think there's more to to bring to bear because you're right about where China's at. So let me throw the other side of the equation in there. Bitcoin uh, and tether. Uh, loan defaults, global depression. I mean, uh, can we let's walk down that path of uh, these possibilities?
1: Yeah. So um, you know, we'll get some sort of fracture that'll scare people. They'll try to buy that back, and then we'll just fracture down, just kind of like what's happened in 2008. So you know, the stock market, anything that's high beta or these high market cap stocks are going to go without a doubt. So all the indexes that you're in are in big trouble and it's going to go, go and go and go for, you know, two or three months. It's just going to keep falling. They call it the slope of hope. Every time it bounces, you think it's over and it's going to go even lower. That's number one. Number two, volatility funds are going to do extremely well in that environment. And then the first thing that's going to recover, is going to be gold miners, silver miners. And cryptos is kind of like an unknown because we don't know, but we've not seen Bitcoin in a stress environment like 2008. So we're not sure if it's going to be a safe haven or if it's going to be a liquidity thing. I know for true believers, they believe that it's going to sidestep it, but um, I can't afford to be wrong. So we're just watching. But look, we have a program. Our algorithm tells us when to get in. We got into Bitcoin at three, you know, um, at thirty thousand dollars. Okay, last week.
0: That's really good.
1: We, and we closed at thirty-eight thousand on yeah. our swing trade, and so. You know, so we have a swing trade, and then also, Dave, is I know you were going to let me bring this up a little bit later, but we also have what's called a short-term sentinel program where our, our algorithm, our AI, uh, will send an automatic notification via Discord through a script. It looks at the market, crypto market every five minutes, all the crypto pairs, and if it sees a buy signal on a five-minute time frame, it'll send it to our subscribers and tell them, hey, there's a buy signal here on this particular crypto pair. Then it's up to you whether or not you want to chase it or not. And so it's a really cool, really cool feature. We've been using it internally, and now we're going to offer it to our clients. And in fact, any of your clients that sign up with us this week, uh, we're going to offer it as part of any crypto bundle that they they purchase. They can uh, get that at uh, no additional charge for a year. And so it's really cool. That's pretty good.
0: What kind of what kind of rate of return on investment does your group typically get?
1: Well, I mean, look, crypto in the first quarter, we 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 were over one thousand percent.
0: So second quarter. (laughs) A thousand? Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Give me back my air. A thousand percent?
1: Yeah, Yeah, the way we traded it. And the second second quarter has been flat to down a little bit. And then and then you know third quarter starting off pretty good. So the stock market you know, we're annualized on our trades. It's all on our track record. People can review it on the on, on the site. Is um, any trade that we put out to our subscribers? You know, we're averaging over 250 percent annualized. Two out of every three trades is a winner. So this is not guru based. We have our AIs running. They tell us the trades. We look at them. We put the ones out we think are going to work the sentinel program will just put the trade straight out there for people they can make a decision on whether or not they want to trade them or not so it's just the next step in our evolution and um because who wants to look at watch lists all day we just push the trade out to you and you can determine whether or not it fits with you yeah rai is really good dave so
0: yeah that, it sounds security. like it's uh, more than good yeah that's like record gonna, numbers I you
1: some notes to show people just these are people trading the just the, what i just sent you was the last five or six days of of comments so we nailed it on energy we nailed it on volatility you know we we nailed it on the market going down and coming back and 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 we're telling you august is going to be a, an interesting month the fall is going to be a fall to remember in the markets
0: wow <laughs> that's all i got to say is that the return on investment is just staggering. Um, so is it that you're successful versus the brokers that aren't because of the one size fits all that they do they insist on?
1: Yeah, we don't even see the brokers as competition you know we're we're here really to help people um that want to gain control of their 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 uh, financials is that we think we have the best system it's a very effective trading system, and the nice thing about it. We actually teach you how to use it, Dave. We don't just like, it's not like a black box. You actually have access to the indicators right on, right on your charts. So you can trade things. We don't trade. We don't trade everything. You know, there's a huge market out there. And so there's opportunities galore that we don't, we don't even look at. So we teach you how to do it. So we'll teach you how to fish. We'll give you the right fishing equipment. We'll give you the indicators and our algorithms to work from, which they're awesome. Nobody does that. And then we also uh, will throw you some fish every day, and we'll get you in the right fishing grounds. So we throw trades out a little bit every day. Like last week we put people in AG, look at AG today. We put people on XLE, and USO, and oil, and they they popped. We put people long VXX, then we put people short VXX. They both made money. Those are the trades we did last week. And one guy showed a note, that didn't even send you, he said, I, paid, I took a month vacation and I paid my rental. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying, you know, we're Lambo guys. All I'm saying is that we have a really good system and people, I encourage people to take it.
0: So I I guess the message is this, is what we learned in the depression. A lot of people don't know this. This It's not taught in many history classes, but there were more, I was reading this, more millionaires created after the crash than before the crash.
1: Yeah. I mean, did you know about that? it was a, it was a ideal time for you to buy to start a business and to buy a business. The people that got hammered were people that were leveraged and and uh you know the rest of the country just kind of trucked on you know my 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 mother in law grew up in a depression. she said they hardly noticed that they were in ohio you know she goes we had people we had people come in the door begging and stuff like that and we we took care of them but you know it wasn't a great time, but it wasn't like you know we're all kicked in the streets. So, but if you're leveraged, you know, life gets pretty interesting.
0: (laughs) Where do you think most Americans fall down today? If you were looking at a percentage pie, what would you say? This group is going to be okay because of what they're doing. This group is headed for disaster. How would you break it down?
1: Well, I think the boomers are probably, you know, the boomers that won't get an inheritance are probably going to have a diminished lifestyle. And the government's going to have to probably do more for them or or they're going to be poverty stricken you know the people that are in the biggest trouble those group right behind them because they never saved anything and they don't own anything but my daughter's generation I think they're going to be just fine prices are going to eventually come down to them and and um and I think they're pretty savvy. These kids, I think, are pretty savvy.
0: Well, you're, you know, you're right. I want to reinforce what you just said. You're talking about the Gen Z kids. Yeah. and I've been reading some profiles and public opinion polls on Gen Z. One, they're sixty percent opposed to strongly opposed to cancel culture that's one so they're not buying into the negative message america's bad so they're they're programming their minds in my opinion to look for success as opposed to looking for reasons to fail and, and and that's a characteristic of gen z my son fits into that too and and he is right there in terms of taking ownership over his success and then what also i i'm i'm seeing is that the millennials the group you know that's older than they are and think it's a group you're referencing they're, they're for cancel culture. They're for socialism. They're for the handouts, and that's the group you're talking about that's going to be destroyed when they're retired. That's is that what you're referring to?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, listen to my daughter. They, you know, the, the 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 millennials were always complaining, and 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 and, and my daughter's like, hey, get a job. <laughs> you know, she has two jobs. You know, she came right out of school. Being, she had two offers right away. She took them both. Because neither one of them are full time, and she's she's making great money. You know they, these kids are comfortable in this chaotic environment, and and um, you know they're just gonna have we're just gonna have to have some, some some sort of deflation in in a pullback that so these kids can grow into their uh, you know into their wealth. But you know I they, they, they all work hard. Every kid I know, all my daughter's friends, a lot of they all have jobs. They're all working. Have, their hard work doesn't scare them, and and college to them is not necessarily the end all be all. And so uh,
0: yeah, I see that too.
1: Yeah, so I'm pretty comfortable, you know. But look, it makes we have to go through these these periodic hard times. Don't make it harder on yourself. <laughs> get on get on the right side <laughs> of the trades. Get on the right side of your life and and fight and fight through this. But don't don't put your head in the sand.
0: Well, yeah, and you're, the thing about the Gen Z kids I see now—I'm going to speak to you here as a former mental health therapist—what these kids are witnessing right now and the work ethic they're displaying says that they have a good amount of resilience. They can they can respond to failure, and uh, they also realize that nothing's guaranteed to them. So they're going to be more adaptable if circumstances change. That's that's how I see them.
1: Yeah, I think they're comfortable with chaos a little bit.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, thank you. You put that much better much better than I did. Okay, you know, we always do this, whether you sell a book or you've got a business. We tell people towards the end of our interview, you know, let's go through and talk about some things that you're doing. We've kind of already alluded to that, so let, let's start with that. You, you're kind of branching into a new service with regard to cryptocurrency.
1: Yeah, we're adding on to our current environment. So we have today, we provide trade signals, we teach you how to trade, and we have chat rooms. That's all part of the service. But in addition to that is that if you if you join any of our crypto bundles, which are pre-selected, 65% off already, they're already pre-discounted, we're going to put in a Sentinel program for you too. And not everybody has it yet. It's, it's still not public, but it's a great program. We use it ourselves personally and with with great effect and now we're starting to offer it to our subscribers and basically what it is is that all the watch lists that you have you know looking at coinbase or Bitrex, we watch all those pairs and on a five minute basis if it's if it's a if it's what's called a high probability setup we'll push out a notification for you for you to evaluate if and these are for scalping until bitcoin gets out of its consolidation range scalping has been very profitable and we want we want more people to take a look at at being able to do that but that's for your listeners dave and they can take advantage of it by saturday the, the stock bundles are still the same and then if anybody just wants to get anything not bundled they can just use promo code summer 40 percent off and um, i think you'll like our service we price it very fairly and we give way more value than what we charge for.
0: Yeah, I, I get that too. I, the people that are in my audience that have that have uh, done or doing Trade Genius, what they tell me, they said the process starts like this. You get these vignettes and you watch them. And then you've got the chat rooms. You can go in and talk to the experts that will guide you. And they also give tips. So as you've said before, we teach people how to fish, but then we throw them a fish. And then the, a couple of people have told me they're involved in uh, this computer-based algorithm that tells them when to buy, sell, and hold. Can you talk about that for a minute?
1: Yeah, so the, you can build alerts in anything that you want to follow, and then it literally will um, it literally will will alert you saying you got a buy signal on this indicator or this this algorithm, and then you can then go ahead and, and make that trade some people take it a step further you can write a script out of TradingView and send it right to your broker too so it's 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 a pretty cool um pretty cool system and and um and yeah so it leaves off the chance you sit here you probably heard when we're talking today you probably heard a couple of beeps and bumps uh, i
0: did yeah
1: those, those are those are alerts going off on my system while we're talking so um yeah so it did it, it just operates automatically and, you know, you don't have to boil the ocean of just two or three stocks you like to trade. If we don't follow them, you know, you, you get the buy signal. Uh, these are high prob- probability setups. And you take the trades and you uh, um, you profit from it. And um, it works really well. We have some people that trade one or two stocks only. And, you know, they don't get their value from me, from my signals. They get their value from the algorithm. And so... Uh, So, yeah, we make it a complete package. Some people don't like to use the algorithm. They just want to hear the trades and take them. You know, some people just want to be in the chat room, be be around like-minded people. You know, so whatever floats your boat. And and some people just want to be educated. They do their own thing completely. And so, like, we're having a conversation. I have those in the chat room all day long. Bob, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about this? If this happens, what about that? So, we try to provide a full service,
0: yeah, but it's an alternative service though to the mainstream, you know, and we're seeing that in so many areas. People are storing food because they 're worried about food inflation or the food shortages, and then you know people are uh, they're moving into alternative uh, currencies like gold, silver um, crypto, like what you 're talking about. Uh, and then people, I see this in churches where they don't feel the pastors have the, the the sense to stand up to evil in society. And home Bible studies are flourishing. People are homeschooling. There's a pattern there, isn't there?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, we could do another podcast on that whole thing. I call it peak centralization.
0: Yeah, bingo, bingo. <laughs>
1: people are realizing that.
0: but we don't have time to do that (laughs) because Bob, we're out of time real quick, tradelikeagenius.com is where people go to find out more about what you do and uh, we really appreciate you coming on here today and enlightening the audience on the trends I feel better from talking to you so thanks so much for joining us Bob have a great week
1: thanks Dave, thanks for having me
0: Thanks. well it's been quite a year hasn't it bit of a nightmare for most people and the holidays are a great time to reflect especially on those who helped us get through it